Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Experimenter section of the London Film Festival. Also, I have a day job, which is a director of Lux. Um, very happy to welcome you here today for this salon, experimental salon talk on the past, present and future of experimental film festivals. I uh, mean that very, I, that particular title is a deliberate provocate, provocate, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be provocative. <laughs> um, uh, and we'll talk about, we'll come back to that in a minute. But first I'd like to introduce my esteemed panel. I've got um, Amy Fung, who's the director of Images Festival in Toronto. Images is really one of the most important festivals in this area, I think, in the world. Um, but I'll tell, have Amy tell us a little bit about that in a minute. And I've got Peter Taylor, who's the director of the Berwick Film and Media Arts Festival in Northumberland. Uh, he's been there for the last couple of years. And Berwick, I think, is going to become one of the most important <laughs> festivals in the, world, in, the, in the future and uh, you know definitely one definitely one of the most important kind of smaller festivals in the UK for this type of work so um you do or, what, or actually oh, like maybe just no not what you do but maybe just describe the, describe the festival to us sure um yeah you can go. Oh, I've started it. Uh, so Berwick Film and Arts Festival is definitely the most important um, festival for arts movement image in Northumberland. Um, and I've, 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 as Ben said, I've been the director of it for the past uh, two two editions. I've, um, the, it, it just happened two weekends ago, so I'm, I'm still a little bit uh, <laughs> And... Um, yeah, it the the I guess one of the I was previously working um, in Rotterdam and uh, programming for the programming artist film for the International Film Festival there. Um, but one of the things that really attracted me to Berwick is is was the possibility to do something much more intimate, and um, I guess Berwick is the most northern town in England. And it's it's uh, so it's right on the border with Scotland, um, but um, also very very interesting is that it's walled, and it's it's very small. It's only got uh, ten thousand people uh, and one cinema. Um, and aside from that, um, a lot of empty buildings. <laughs> um, I think 
I think the festival uh, describes itself or these as historic buildings, uh, but some, some of them are more historic than others. And um, I mean, but some some are really incredible. There's some um, like massive cave-like buildings that were used um, to store ice, and are really perfect for showing move, artists moving image uh, work. Um, there's there's a good, very good gallery space. As well, and then um, I've, I've, um, so there's sort of yeah, it's, the, there's a lot of really interesting spaces in which to show show artist work, um, but also very very central is a cinema cinema program, um, which um, yeah has a very yeah key focuses on art, artist movement image. But also, I try to in the programming of it, um, I guess, dis disrupt some of the hierarchies that there normally are at, at festivals. So showing very very new work. Uh, some of our some of the films are quite a few of those films we showed this year were world premieres, but then yeah, and kind of we're in New York uh, projections a week after. Um, but also, also archival work, uh, films that we think should need, um, kind of should be reappreciated, um, and also, um, yeah, feature, feature films, mid-length shorts, um, and yeah, try to not define things by their length, but by their um, subject and interest to us. Um, the festival theme this year was X, um, and I kind of it started off a little bit as a joke. Also, actually, because we were censored last year, uh, it's really uh, really strange uh, situation where one of the um, artists' work had a swear word in it. Uh, I was just fucking, uh, fucking Finland. Um, there wasn't any fucking in it, but uh, there was, uh, and um, yeah, it's a very, very conservative town in some aspects, and um, uh, some people complained about it, and our board were really worried. Um, and anyway, starting starting from that kind of um, negative point, um, I guess I wanted to deal with um, yeah points of exclusion and being othered and. Um, and turn it and create a program that was very very incl inclusive and outward facing uh, as well. So um, I was I was very lucky to be able to present with Thomas Beard a program called um, a section of a program he did at the um, um, the Lincoln Center um, called an early clue to the new direction queer cinema before Stonewall, um, but. But then just running the theme ran through the the whole program um, X um, very you can see um, but but it wasn't meant to be uh, didactic in any way it was more about creating kind of creative possibilities for things and I think one of the important things that would I guess what I'd like to say about the festival is that it is also really collaborative, and um, two of my two of my colleagues are here, <laughs> Schellenberger and Chloe Thorne, um, and yeah, that 
um, that's been um, really uh, par uh, powerful for me okay. in the last Thanks, few Peter. Um, yeah, so thanks for inviting me to this panel that I'm gonna totally fight at. Um, so yeah, Images Festival is like a really nice and generous description that you offered it, but within Toronto and within Canada specifically, um, it's quite, I would say, still unknown. I mean, not in Toronto, but maybe in Canada, because um, we mostly deal with an international audience, an international roster of artists. Uh, we're mandated, of course, to show 50% Canadian content, but a lot of that 50% is Toronto and area, um, which is a, a problem and a hurdle that we're constantly trying to jump over and to um, branch out and understand what Canada means. But um, within Toronto itself, we're one of over 80 film festivals. So we, um, in terms of what we do, we've constantly had to reinvent ourselves of why we have to remain relevant because um, we started as like a counterpoint to TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, which was very industry-led. Um, there was no local, there was no counter-cultural content, um, but as every identity-based group has formed its own festival, if not many of its own festivals, um, images then kind of went into this formalist era for a while. Um, and now under my direction in the last two years, we've kind of had to reevaluate what um, periphery and hierarchy and centers of creation mean within the context of contemporary Canada. And yeah, uh, we're no longer experimental. Okay, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, the, that's gonna be our uh, yeah, discussion point. We're not experimental either. Hey, yeah. okay. <laughs> Come on. Okay. <laughs> that was gonna be the big reveal. <laughs> Um, so, so really, the really the kind of catalyst for this discussion today was a film that we've showed earlier in the festival. Uh, it was a documentary about a festival called Experimental that happened in a Belgian town called Canoc between 1949 and 1974, and that festival was really instrumental in really being the first experimental film festival, also defining a lot of the kind of terminology in this area of practice. But also, uh, it was interesting in the panel discussion that we had after the film, it was really instrumental in kind of defining film cultures, um, definitely in Europe. And, and David, Cur David Curtis was there and said it very much uh, influenced him, it very much influenced the early days of the co-op, it very much created a, a, a kind of um, a emergent network of um, kind of visibility of certain kinds of, um, you know, experimental alternative practices and things like that. So, uh, so really that's the catalyst today to think about, well that was, you know, 1949 to 1950, 1974, it was quite different times. Um, you know, and it's obviously quite striking to listen to people think about, for example, they were talking about German filmmakers going there and realizing, wow, there are other people in Germany making these type of films they'd never heard of until they were made visible in this festival. So obviously there was a very clear function to that kind of event at that time in terms of just uh, kind of flow of uh, visibility and information, things like that, and in terms of constituting some kinds of, some kinds of uh, underground communities. Um, I guess the big question today is um, why, why, do we, why do we still have them nowadays? Um, do we need them anymore? And, and also I think uh, 
the question as well about the centre and the periphery is really important as well. Um, in term, you know, obviously, obviously, uh, I in my involvement with the London Film Festival are quite different position to Amy and Peter in the. Um, Exper Experimenta is a strand of the London Film Festival, and so it I think conceptually is placed in a very different place to what to to, to what's happening in these events. So, I wanted to use uh, I wanted to use the word experimental, um, firstly, obviously, to connect it to experimental the festival, but also to flag up this uh, kind of semantic challenge that we have that we have in this area about what we how we describe uh, the area that we work in and so uh, you know i just wonder firstly when you know you have to when you're called on to kind of give a shorthand to your parents <laughs> about what you do especially that's always the acid test in my mm. mind no but you know like what do you describe how do you how do you kind of like in a in a, in a quick snappy way describe the area that you kind of oh. work, work in as, oh, especially uh, kind of different to you know tiff for example yeah i mean my mom's very specific i mean she's put up with me being a freelance arts writer for like 12 years so <laughs> i just tell her i work for the government because that's what it was <laughs> <laughs> and she's yeah she's like okay i get it <laughs> but like yeah like a film festival she's like oh so you pick the films i'm like yeah yeah. So do you meet people? I'm like, no one you would know, but yeah. <laughs> and what kind of films do you show at your film festival? Um, yeah, I show short films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, I, I basically say I show works that um, don't fit into other festivals, yeah. really, is the kind of a yeah. default generalization. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting answer. Mm -hmm. well, how about you, Peter? What do you, how do you describe it? Um, yeah, um, like I say, I brought... And instead of having to describe it, I brought my parents this year, <laughs> so, so they could experience it. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I, th I think. I think actually, I, I think I, descri I describe it in probably a little bit shorter, probably not less rambling way than than, than I did um, um, a few few moments ago. Um, yeah, just yeah. Also, really, also really speaking about the the place because that's that's also really important yeah. um, to what we do and the possibility to um, actually to to, sh to show art for people to experience artists work that that don't normally. <laughs> um, so, and that, that's good. Then that um, yeah, you don't maybe have. To describe, but then people. I mean, I mean, you're talking about artist work, which I guess is, a, is, is some kind of definition. I mean, are you, yeah. are you comfortable with that, Amy? Well, I mean, the formal so. language I'm trying to shift from experimental film and video, which yeah. is still in our mandate, unfortunately. Does that have a currency in Canada? Oh God, no! It's so dated. But do people use it? Yeah, we call it well in our we call it media art, which wow. no one else yeah. calls it. Oh, yeah. Peter's actually has some I'm, of his uh, yeah, the film and media arts festival. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's very awkward. I mean, you have to explain it to an artist then. Yeah, yeah. we're a media art festival. And they're like, what? Um, but no, I'm, the language I'm trying to shift it towards is contemporary moving image culture. Yeah. Because we, in the last 15 years, we started having exhibitions, we do live performances, we bring in really different entry points, we do a lot of critical talks, we have an educational component. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, of course, the cinema component is remains like the number one component, but um, there's so many different branches, and the artists that we show work in and out of the space. Um, sometimes they don't work in the space at all. 
Um, but yeah, like I mean, we're we're beyond just you know, yeah, just the cinematic. Yeah, it's about a thing, or I think I think for me the festival is about allowing this kind of uh, fluidity mm -hmm. as well that that isn't maybe possible. I don't. I mean, it seems like we're still being fairly kind of nebulous about this. Thing. I mean, just to like <laughs> no, just to go, kind of force, go for it. Go for just to kind of force yeah. a bit more. I think it's interesting because obviously I think I'm sure you have had this experience as well. You know, for example, media arts, like where, where does that come from? I, I guess that's a term that's probably institutionally held somewhere. Yeah. It might be probably in the fund, yeah. funding structures yeah. in Canada yeah. or something like it has a meaning. Yeah. There, it's and it's somehow been enshrined, it's been mm -hmm. enshrined, you know, language gets enshrined in a certain yeah. way. I mean, I always talk to people about this idea of there's, there's the, it's what you say you do, and then there's, you know, what you say you do, it, it, you know, in where mm -hmm. you fit in terms of a kind yeah. of box or something like that, in terms of, uh, so there is always, I'm sure you always feel this pressure of, of, of having to kind of align yourself with certain definitions. And mm -hmm. yeah. I think, uh, especially with uh, things that, things that definitely in the UK, things that oscillate between film and art, you know, film and art has very different institutional structures mm -hmm. here. Uh, from funding to the yeah. institutions that show it and commission it right down. So at yeah. a, a certain point, uh, you have to take a, you do have to take a, a yeah. You have well, to take care. Uh, well, uh, oh, sorry. Well, actually, uh, yeah, maybe um, when we kind of changed the logo. I mean, it's it's kind of um, not really a basic logo, but it's a it's a Venn diagram, mm -hmm. and um, that that was actually part of um, the the choice for that was a, a way of being able to describe this that that there was the the kind of the um, yeah artists work and people who, who would come from a background maybe they, they would describe themselves as filmmakers as well um, and the place and that yeah the the kind of overlocking or um, part was was actually what we're mm -hmm. what we're doing because it is it is that point of um, yeah friction sometimes or fluidity or um, yeah with without um, uh, or you know, also filmmakers' work that sits really interestingly alongside people um, who are you know visual artists. That that's that's what we're interested in, and that kind of dialogue um, and the possibility to bring those things things together is uh, what what we want to do. But even that language of like visual artists and filmmakers, yeah. like yeah, it's already of, yeah, yeah, like yeah, all yeah. of that, like no one I know identifies as a media artist. Um, yeah. You know, it's just, it's like, I mean, of course it's all funding based. Uh, these, they create these silos that we have to fit into, but... Um, right, so it should have just said artists, yeah. Yeah, yeah but... But, but those funding, yeah. even those funding definitions, I think, shape culture. Yeah. Because, you know, if you, if you have a funding strand for media arts, you will have media arts. Yes. Do you see what I mean? I mean, I've said... Uh, and it's big yeah. in it's you know it's, it's prevalent in Canada in Australia. Mm -hmm. It's a term. It's very big. It's a very big. As far as I know, it's quite a big term as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think but no again, one knows what it means. You know, it's like kind of this. It was credited as a weird catch-all back in the '70s for anything that didn't fit into visual arts, which was like the rise of video art and these filmmakers. And I mean, I've sat on those juries, and like it's a mess. You have you know, really hardcore production people with like an artist who may have once made a video art piece and like they're not talking the same language whatsoever and so the works that get funded are all over the place or these sad compromises. But um, yeah, like I don't think we should uh, define ourselves by what the funders say. 
no, no. Yeah. But I think that I think my my point about that is that regardless of whether you want to, it's not just about the funders. It's about um, the way that um, definitions of language kind of are shaped mm -hmm. in culture generally. So it's not just the funders. It's like it's like the way that uh, institutions respond to those mm -hmm. things and. Um, you know, I mean, this is what's so important about the semantics of this, really. That you know, if you use a word, if you use words in institutional ways, yeah. there will be, uh, you know, it does shape culture. It's mm -hmm. not just the way you describe things, you know. And I think everybody I know that works in this area would be, everybody I know is interested in the periphery, and you know, mm -hmm. and you know, the marginal and questioning things. But of course, you know, we we have to. You know, as uh, you know, we also we are also in a culture that needs to place us in different places. Mm -hmm. You know, as well. You know, there is always going to be this definition of things. I mean, here again, in terms of the, the definitions between uh, art and film, you know, are very are quite precise. You know, the the um, 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 you know, in terms of again, you know, I, I mean, it's not all driven about by funding, but in a way, you know, funding there there is a Funding comes from the the agenda of funding comes from from culture a bit as well. It's mm -hmm. not just it's not just dictated downwards. So um, you know, Peter will know this. Uh, for example, that the, the, the well, not like for example, for example, the BFI uh, as well as you know, yeah. having this place and putting the festival on, they have a funding role. As yeah. They're a funder as well, yeah. and they will yeah. say if you they have a film festival fund that I think. Peter's yeah. a recipient of yeah. that film festival fund does not fund uh, artists oh. artists work. Mm -hmm. um, so um, how come you're getting funding? Yeah, <laughs> um, well, well, because we sh because we do show both. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do sh we show like um, yeah we we show films also that have um, uh, like we showed um, Zelowski. Yeah, um, I didn't mean to put. Like I didn't a, mean to put you on the spot there. And, um, you know, <laughs> Why do you get money? But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, I think also, I think also in dialogue with the festival, um, um, they they do really understand what we're doing. And I, I mean, it's strange when I when I uh, started the job, there was um, like this, you know, all these crazy spreadsheets that you have to. Kind of threw yourself into, um, and for the BFI, um, the previous director actually made some, just sent like some weird percentage of the budget that she'd imagined. Um, that was what we, um, you know, spent on film, <laughs> and um, as opposed to spend on art. Yeah, 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 and um, and so I, I've I've tried to be kind of more, uh, much more. Transparent and just sort of say what what we do as far as possible and argue for that and and re yeah realize that um, yeah that the, the parts I, I well I know actually the bits that I'm getting funding for from the BF, BFI and I have no problem um, in arguing for that. Sorry for putting you on the spot at no, the no, stage no, no, of the BFI. Fine. No, no, but it is. It is, it is <laughs> no, but it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's more it's a, a good illustration of, the, of, of, you know, I mean. And there is this sort of paranoia with the different funding institutions that they're double funding things. Yeah. So I think it's just about really stating things. I, 
I mean, in I terms think, of your program, as precisely yeah. as you can. And I think, I think it's, I, I, I think actually a lot of things define themselves by their limits in some ways as well, almost by what they don't support. What, mm -hmm. Because as much as we're talking about like this kind of openness in terms of what we do, yeah. do there is also this question of what we don't do, like where our limits are, where our limits are in terms of uh, what we, why is not within the, our kind of area of interest. I mean, like, Images is one of the few festivals that pays artist fees and doesn't care about premier policies. So within Toronto, like, every other major festival, like, needs you to premiere their work with them or else they won't show it. Um, we don't care. Uh, we want to support the work in the right context. But um, a lot of artists have adopted that mentality of, like, oh, well, we can only show this once in Toronto, and so we must premiere it with the right festival. Um, what was the point of bringing the story up? But would you often <laughs> program things that have been at TIFF? Yeah, I mean, we would program it in such a way that it looks actually completely different. Yeah. Um, and I think that's important, but why don't I bring this up? I brought this up because we were talking about language and funding and da 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 And film and, and video. Just the, the limit, we talked about kind of limits. Um, um, what, how we define our kind of limits. Yeah, I guess like um, the funders want to define limits and the funders want you to basically write the final report before you even do your festival. Um, but I mean, I kind of want to get off of the funding train because that's such so boring to listen to, <laughs> yeah. um, even from <laughs> up here. I mean, I'm not really, <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, again, it's, you know, maybe it's not, I don't, I don't really mean it about funding as much as, as like how language is inscribed. Do you, well, do you want to go back to talking about experimental? Experimental as a word. Yeah, I mean, I, I um, we, so, so, so perhaps I, perhaps I can talk about the experimenta uh, a little bit, yeah. which is the title of this strand, which me and my colleagues have thought about the title a bit, and we did actually go through an exercise of trying, to, painful exercise of trying to change the title to, to find something else, and we couldn't, so we, we couldn't, <laughs> Well, the bit I saw in that film that did resonate with me about this is um, how the like, experimental as a genre was coined by industry. They yeah. kind of like, you know, shove off all the artists and weirdos into one corner and yeah. say, you guys are the experimental filmmakers. Yeah. And it brings back to like what media art, how that was defined. It was like all the film industry people saying, you guys yeah. are doing whatever with media, you guys go into this category. Yeah. And yeah. that's how, and like, this yeah. is like a bad place to start. And, and that, that's, that's actually the start where a lot of the description, like I think also like independent mm -hmm. film man is, is describing itself opposed yeah. to something. And then yeah. I think also in a lot of, um, yeah, film making uh, that we probably also hold, Dear, it's um, sometimes, um, or I, what I find really confusing sometimes is when people really define themselves. Um, well, it's not confusing, but but people people also define themselves against um, you know the art the art world and, and things like, like that. Filmmakers? Well. Pardon? Filmmakers? I think so, I think some do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's something we should talk about. But, well. And um, oh, and cool. so I think I think it is much better to yeah try and describe what. Yeah, what, what we are, 
And, um, well, I mean, like when um, from like the lot from the practical level, artists or filmmakers who enter the gallery or museum institution, by the very nature of the logistics of a museum, they become sculptors, right? Because they're like, oh, I have a projector. Oh, I have film. These are objects. They become sculpture. Otherwise, they don't know how to handle. It. They don't know how to insure it. They don't know how to like install it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like this, like, you suddenly transform yourselves into um, what, the, again, the institution prescribes you as. And so, like, yeah, if you're a pure filmmaker, you're like, yeah, I'm not a visual artist, I'm not a sculptor. Um, but again, is it just, like, language, or just barriers, like, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but I think... I think, I think it's also self-identification for some people. Yeah, I don't sure. think it, and I don't, I, I don't quite agree that it's exactly this thing about that that position being kind of imprinted on those people because I think there's yeah. a tradition there's a tradition in ex, you know there's an experimental, call it experimental tradition. film for want of a better word um, of uh, of um, kind of resistance to a resist a certain kind of resistance mm -hmm. to commodification you know I think traditionally um, expect you know uh, there's a there's a there's a writer here who sadly died now called Al Reese who who wrote a book called which is really a kind of key text in schools for this called the history of experimental film and he just before he died a few years ago I interviewed him um, <clears throat> and asked him why why do you still use this word because it seems kind of anachronistic to me and and for him he said it's a really he's actually talking about a very specific thing there that doesn't kind of um, exist exactly now he talks about a kind of practice that is in opposition to that exists in a position in relation of mainstream cinema mm -hmm. so it's 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 um it's engaged with it's engaged with cinema it's engaged with cinema as its subject and it's um it's a it's a kind of an you know questioning oppositional position. So he for him it was very specific. It was a very specific thing that can't be applied to perhaps more kind of um, diverse gallery spatial practices and things like that. So um, <coughs> that's interesting. To know. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't quite. Uh, I, I mean, the, the important thing for me is that it's a it's a historical term. It's a historical. It's, mm -hmm. it's a historical term that has kind of histor historical value rather than kind of in a confusing, confusing to be used in a contemporary way. But um, the point about there is, there, there, is, uh, there is a certain um, sense that some, some people, filmmakers, stroke artists work with of, of this idea that this moving image practice does embody a sense of... Uh, of, of, of resistance to to resistance to commodification, resistance mm -hmm. to the market, a certain kind of demo democracy, um, i.e., that it can't, that it it it's um, it sidesteps recoupment into. I mean, this is yeah. this isn't true, obviously. I mean, that's this the is same a position, but it's fluxus. not. That? that was the same sentiment as fluxus. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah, and it yeah. come, these come from the same place. Yeah. I mean. Um, but the you know obviously the reality is somewhat different. But I think there is within the DNA of experimental film, there is still that there's still and you still income you still do encounter mm -hmm. this sense of of an interest in um, you know a, 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 a questioning position in terms of things like uh, the mar in terms of things like the market yeah. and things like that as as actually. Um, uh, in, in, almost in opposition to the the qualities and value of moving image practice, and, and, and that's I mean that's incredibly valuable. But I think the problem is when people 
and then kind of t grab the, hor the uh, moral high ground with it. Mm -hmm. And that's when it becomes really oh, yeah, uh, yeah. difficult mm -hmm. and start defining themselves against something else which they... Uh, and also, I mean, like, should I bring in a title set? <laughs> I mean, okay, so um, Ben wants me to talk about this term that oh, yeah. I'm trying to develop still called Entitled Aesthetics, which kind of comes from this conversation about this from a very ongoing perspective. Because, um, like, okay, like, I mean, what you're talking about, like, the historical relevancy of experimental slash avant-garde, you know, like, these, like, words that I would say are rooted in a very specific social historical context. Um, they come with an aesthetic that have been adopted into present-day filmmakers who are holding on to this moral high ground, yeah. protecting their lineage, um, and I would just say, like, you know, regurgitating certain, like, um, visual and formal properties and saying, like, this is experimental cinema, you must still show this. Like, we have to protect this. And it's like, no. Like, this is, you know, this is nothing right now. Like, we're, like, 60 years ahead now. Like everything's on like you know like this is this isn't me anything anymore, mm -hmm. but um, uh, like I don't know I've had a lot of like positive and negative reactions to that term that I'm still trying to work out, but um, like people want to carry on the experiment like like the the resistance of you know like countercultural ways of producing, um, but in this current environment like it doesn't look like that anymore. And I think people have a hard time trying to figure out what it does look like. No, I think that's a, I think that's a really great uh, that's a great thought and a great uh, uh, way of describing it as well. I mean, I think, you're, and I think you're absolutely you're absolutely right that there is still. Uh, I think one of the problems uh, that we struggle with uh, in terms of this area of practice again, you know, experimental film. I'll say again, um, is that. Uh, Actually, often the way it's kind of taught and thought about, like how it's actually thought about and taught, is is one of the problems. In that, often in film terms, experimental film is thought of as a genre. So it's think, thought of something that has very particular tropes, mm -hmm. a very particular lineage, um, which to me is absolutely kind of contrary, contrary yeah. to actually where it comes from, yeah. which mm -hmm. is a certain kind of energy, which is a yeah. certain kind of energy, and, uh, and where, which is uh, fighting particular battles at particular times, and then will change tack. Mm -hmm. and, and I absolutely agree with you that the critical energy now is very different, yes. in a different place, with different people, with different questions, mm -hmm. to the point that the 70s, which, which kind of seems to loom over us as a kind of a defining period. Defining mm -hmm. period. And these kind of questions around, uh, you know, particularly kind of formalist, formalist questions, I think, um, you know, did have a particular kind of charge um, at that time in, in, in a particular cultural context. But it's very, very different now. And I think it, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, it does and it's also, I think it's also to deny the connections then between different groups of people and different ways of making and different interests that people had. I mean, it was all. I think things were also really fluid in the historical setting as well. Mm -hmm. But like that type of art has been now one of the highest um, mm, selling, like, like they've somehow commodified all of that yeah. into like, yeah, very high selling art. <laughs> so, you know, to say that that is still remains like experimental and avant-garde is ridiculous. It's actually just going to fuel that fire and that myth. Yeah. 
Um, I'm just saying, like you know, like like most of the Fluxus group, if they're still alive and selling art, like that work is going for, like for for by for work by artists that are still living, like they're some of the highest selling work <laughs> like, at any auction that you'll see. Um, and so this work that began from a very genuine place um, has like become completely consumed by the market. Um, and I mean, like film has always been an industry-led, uh, in, well, industry-led industry. But um, experimental cinema, like I don't think, like I don't understand what that means. I've never understood what that meant, like ever in film school. Now as a programmer, as a writer, like I think it's a made-up term. It's like a false. As a false crisis. Hmm. Hmm. But I, I, I mean, but I think it's something that's still very much in the world. I mean, still yes. very much in terms of, uh, in, in terms of academically, in terms of film school. I mean, film studies, like a whole. I mean, one of the big questions and challenges for this area is, is in terms of discourse. Like what is the discourse? You know, mm -hmm. what is the academic model to apply to this? And uh, you know, one of the issues has been, you know. If it's in film studies, then film studies looks at this area and it does say experimental film and it does say these are the rules. Mm -hmm. You know, the same as, uh, you know, westerns. You know, it's, it's like a genre, isn't it? Yeah. And it can, be it can be deconstructed, it has a particular history, it can be kind of, it can, you know, I mean, it's reductive, you know, as we know from people who are inside, it's highly reductive, mm -hmm. but it's a powerful, you know, the powerful forces sure. play still in this area. Um, but I would say though in the academy maybe, I mean I don't know anymore, but like I feel like the syllabus needs to say, you see the brackets, you see the dare, and you see like that set of people. You don't see works made by like Hito Sterile, you don't see works made by like artists that are doing stuff right now that are truly revolutionary, that are moving away from lens-based practice altogether. Um, like I think that stuff is more experimental or yeah. experiment um, than anything that mm, I was taught in school. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think the point is that there, there just isn't the model to there isn't, you know, there mm -hmm. isn't. The, again, the, the kind of weight of institutions are set up. Again, even in in, in, in in universities, you still have this, you still have the different, you still have these divides. You still have a film school, you have an art school. You know, obviously, there's in, lots of people are interested in interdisciplinary inter practices, mm -hmm. but the reality is that there is still a film school and yes. there's still a, an art school and things like that. So there is still going to be powerful vested interests. Um, in, and in that's, that's the role of festivals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that is the role of festivals. I was coming in a very, very roundabout <laughs> way to this, yeah, to this, to this point about it's like why. Yeah. Why? Why have festivals now? And and to me, obviously, dis, you know, discourse, mm -hmm. creation, mm -hmm. is 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 an important part. But can you talk? Can you talk a bit about that? Perhaps in terms of di mm -hmm. discourse. Um, uh, I can start. Yeah. So, I mean, the lack of critical discourse around moving image culture or film and video um, is really dire in Canada, because um, like the film writers won't touch it, and the visual arts writers won't touch it, so no one touches it. Um, uh, this collective I'm a part of founded a new magazine called Mice Magazine, Moving Image Culture, etc. Just MiceMagazine.ca. We just launched our first issue. It's a completely digital publication that's trying to fill this void. We'll see where it goes. Um, but in terms of what we do at the festival, we actually hire independent writers to write about us. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. On our own site, I think BFI does that as well in terms of having a blog. They get carte blanche to write whatever they want. We just ask for a minimum enter, a number of entries and words um, because we can't trust the press. Because I mean, I'm part, I used to be part of press. Mm. It's just like it's all previews, and that's not good enough. Uh, we're showing works that are trying to say more, but we also feel like as a festival, we have to train writers and thinkers. Um, and we've started this new program also called um, the Research Forum, where we invite or, or we select um, undergrad and graduate students who want to present their own research, ongoing research, to the festival. And they get a pass, they get to kind of like conglomerate and discuss amongst themselves, and they get to present their research as well. Because uh, like it's only 30 years in this festival, but we have not trained. 30 years is good. Yeah, it's like, I guess it's like one of the oldest festivals doing this work. But that's also like a crisis, right? Like, you know, why are we still doing this? This is like a young person's game. Um, we should reinvent ourselves or just, you know, get out entirely. But we, if we're still going to be around, we have to train new thinkers and writers about how to talk about this stuff that's like not just film history, that's not just art history, but really understanding both streams. And there's very few people who understand both streams. Yeah. Say something about, you know, kind of discourse creation. Yeah, well, I think, I, th I mean, I think that's what the, the festival does and in the, in the bringing of people together there in the writing about it in the the, the catalogue and um, yeah and yeah we, I think I, I do really see the the role of our festival in Berwick as giving opportunities also for people to become involved in, in programming as well and in shaping that that whole process and changing it um, and and I think I think there still are very few forums really where people can experience this this breadth of um, different work and different thinking and um, and I, and I think that's that that's exactly what a festival is able to mm -hmm. to sh to share and um, yeah we um, it, it's I guess 
Yeah, one of the key things for me as well has been having a sem um, seminar every morning. Maybe it would be a sell-on next year. <laughs> it sounds a bit more informal. I think it's better. Um, <laughs> where, <copyrighted. laughs> and and, um, and that's that's been really brilliant in terms of allowing the the artists and filmmakers uh, um, and kind of peers in a way that are there mm -hmm. to then also engage in a really non-academic well as well, way as well with um, uh, the, with a really interested audience and um, and uh, yeah and it, it's I've, I haven't been able to sit in it on as much of it as I would have liked to but it's almost it's also kind of a lab I guess for, for my own um, thing. I, I find it it, it, it's, it's just really brilliant having people in a room together. Mm -hmm. So would you say the kind of role of kind of constituting communities? Yeah. In, uh, uh, would you see that? Yeah, um, creating your own communities. That's definitely a huge part of it constitute level. community? Or make visible a community? community yeah, well, community is a hard word. Yeah, communities. Yeah. yeah. Communities, yeah. Not everyone loves each other. <laughs> we all have, yeah. Yeah. I mean, every screening is a community, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, do you think? Uh, do you think kind of festival is a good word? I mean, I, I wonder whether like it's a redundant word. Well, it, it is really funny when you have to take like um, boxes and you know for a mailing list from I don't know um, like a, a big art institution or something, and then it's like festivals. Mm -hmm. And I'm never sure <laughs> whether to take it or not. But um, yeah, I I mean, I think. I think there is also really a, a celebratory aspect to what we what we do, as well as this, you know, invest, investigative one. Um, so I, I I'm I'm still okay with that. Um, although, yeah, film and media arts festival. I don't um, know. Yeah, I mean, it's like the festival mentality is very specific, hmm. and one that I really weave in and out of because it's just a burnout culture. But um, burnout culture. Burnout culture. Not burnout culture. Festival mentality. Uh, yeah. Or like, what yeah. the, can you describe that? The ebb and flow. Yeah, I mean, the festival That's mentality quite a thing. is like, I mean, I guess from which entry point do you go into? Like from um, from a organizing perspective, yeah. it's like, I don't know, it's like. I mean, like this sounds trite, but it's like a gathering of a huge party. You have to get all your venues lined up, all your caterers lined up, all your people lined up. Like it's just like it's one big event planning yeah. gig. But um, festival mentality is also like dealing with the city, dealing with your the, the, the general public. Um, like they feed into like, oh, it's a festival. I understand that. I like there's a start, there's an end date. There's going to be an events yeah. here, and there's a schedule. Um, as if you don't have that, and you just do what you do. It becomes this like nebulous um, event yeah. that does that it doesn't have the same hype. Like I think the festival frame is really for this perceived unicorn of a general public wow. that we think are going to come to our festival, but really it's the same twenty people who come to every single talk um, because like that's our community and they don't need the festival framework. So like it's mm. like this. I don't know. Again, more though, 20, more than 20 there's like 40 people here. Yeah. Well, that's been the really interesting thing for me being in this very small town where the 
the 40 people that come <laughs> are sometimes 60. <laughs> or, um, it's really it's a different one. Um, and some people do come because it's a festival mm -hmm. and it's something people, but I think it, but they do really seriously engage with each other. And this is the really exciting thing for me, but I think you're totally right that the festival, festival culture and film culture where El also where I come here with three hours sleep, <laughs> I might come from, a, from another the festival. last festival. Yeah, um, yeah it, it, it is. It is a really difficult one, and it's um, and especially f and also for f um, yeah, it's a really difficult one to support, um, and uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it, I think it's really it's become really obvious to me and uh, really important to me to um, begin creating an all year program um, mm. program and, and especially actually because of where I as well mm -hmm. um, because yeah you don't want to be this you know, because it is also about building contact and um, in, engagement with people and each other and that that's that it isn't just this um, kind of uh, uh, flash for a few Think days. About that, Amy. You're welcome. Are you okay? Are you okay just kind of coming in and disappearing again? But well, we do yeah. some year-round programming, yeah. but we just don't have enough operational capacity to really pull that, I mean, off. that's the, that's the way yeah. it comes down to it. Like, the... we just participated in somebody else's festival in Toronto right after TIFF, which was such a bad idea. Because, <laughs> um, like, we, in we installed one of our exhibitions, one of our commissions for 10 days. Hmm. But, you know, like, every day we had to go there to turn it on, which is like, come on, yeah. this well, is terrible. What kind of things would you, like... If you had the resources, um, I mean, last year I did a pilot project with another gallery, where uh, we did like a year-round <coughs> series of talks. Mm -hmm. So we would like just you know see who was coming through town for a lecture, and we would like you know like like Sven Luchtkin came through through the power plant, and we're like, oh great, like let's do a workshop with him as well, let's do a talk, um, and so we did just like a series of those that year. But like it was just. It was just like a lot of extra work when and when you're in this festival arc of a schedule, like you know, at some point, like in January, you just clock out, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm only at the office sure. working on the festival. Yeah, I, I, I didn't leave Berwick for a month and a half. Yeah, uh, yeah, you just can't. Between August and. <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I think I, you know, obviously this the 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 points that you're making about this kind of. Um, uh, this kind of critical mass visibility um, make make a lot of sense to me, but in terms of uh, this kind of year to year like disappearance and appearance, mm -hmm. do you feel like what's your kind of relationship to the contemporary in terms of um, yeah. being in touch with some kind? Of I mean, uh -huh. do you do you do you do you think how much do you think about the kind of narrative? I mean, Peter, you have a theme, so obviously you think about that. But so so it's slightly different question. You don't have a theme, do you? We don't work with themes. So so, but do you yeah, think of it? Do you, do, does it have a? Do, is there a kind of a, a narrative? I mean, do you stand? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, like, yeah. do you stand back from it and go, yeah, this is, this is really, this yeah. is really of 2016. Yeah, this that's so 2014. This is like yeah. encompass <laughs> 2016. Kind of, yeah. I mean, definitely. Um, I don't think we're removed from the world when what we do, though sometimes we're in bubbles. But I mean, um, like there's unofficial themes. Like my first year, the theme was like, I really wanted to like move away from this very bro film dude like thing that was going on in images. 
So the year was unofficially like the sad girls year, you know, we like, <laughs> I, sh I re-showed Barbara Loden's Wanda and the new 35mm yeah. print, which was like very emblematic. Um, last year, the theme of labor and protest was very prevalent, but it wasn't official. Because I think if we like capitalize on those things, that's a little bit icky. Yeah. Um, well, hence, hence, hence the X. Hence the X, yes. I mean, that could be your theme every year, I guess. Yeah, I'm something about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good logo. But I mean, um, like the festival in and out, like what's difficult for me is um, not enough research time just to be yeah. in the world. Yeah. Like I'm already reviewing our thousands of submissions and I'm just like, oh. ah, yeah. I want to like, yeah, yeah, see what else is out yeah, there. Yeah, it's no wonder that kind of moving image biennials are. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> love to be a biennial festival. <laughs> but, but at the same time, it, um, I mean, I find it also terrifying I mean it maybe gives you the resources to develop the things that are longer term but but I have to say that um, as an individual I, I uh, was really happy um, having a job where I program mm -hmm. things on a weekly basis yeah no, I mean, the stability is nice <laughs> so but like that's um, only like three people in our yeah, office yeah, yeah. do we really just turn out this festival every year just so three yeah. of us can have a job I don't know it seems odd no, we're okay. in, we're in exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, can I uh, actually can I ask you about submissions because obviously this is a very this is a sort of a unique quality. Mm -hmm. We're open right now for submissions. Yes. If you want to apply. Yeah. So um, there you go. Yeah, we, uh, we're submissions but are why, open. But why do you have that? I mean, why, mm. I mean, this this is a historical thing yeah. that festivals have, where basically, for anybody that does, I'm sure everybody knows this, but most festivals do at least have part of the festival that's kind of open submissions that basically anybody can put in work and have it considered for the festival which is mm -hmm. kind of different organizing structure to a lot of things nowadays yes I mean we solicit of course heavily but we yeah. also um, yeah like when I started I really questioned this because it's the first three months of my job where I'm just reviewing submissions and I'm like why are we doing this but it's because like the festival is um, at its core still a grassroots festival and anyone and everyone can apply. And I do watch every single work, um, our team does at least. And like sometimes, you know, we do find works in there, but as part of that process of like really seeing what's out there. And this is my third year now, and the submissions have really radically changed, which is interesting from my first year of like a lot of formal work to this year, like where I saw a lot of, I'm um, seeing a lot of like, <coughs> A lot of feminist, um, like reinterpretations of like Matt Ray and stuff. I'm like, where is this coming from? And my colleagues are just like, it's your programming. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah. I think it's really satisfying to, yeah. to see to see those changes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it works, I guess. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's. I think it is still interesting because, like, you know whatever catches in this brain that's like a sieve, you're like, oh well, yeah, like I saw that work, oh I saw this, I saw, you know, like, we have established, we have emerging, we have we have a student program and they have to apply through the submissions call. Like it's, you know, it's like, I'm complaining about it now, but I, it's, yeah, you still get to see what people are really making out there. And you see trends, like. How, how many things do you watch? How much, how many submissions do you It ranges there? like, it's usually it's like thousands. in the thousands, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't watch everything from the start to finish, but, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of VR being submitted this year oh, as well. Uh, yeah, how do you feel about VR? Maybe that's another discussion. <laughs> that's, that's tomorrow's <laughs> matter, so. Um, yeah.
yeah, virtual no. reality. Thank you. Yeah. Very hot. Right you now. want to talk about uh, quickly about uh, submissions? Yeah, no. Well, I see it. Why, why do you do them, and how I, does it work? I mean, I think it, it is something that was was there when I um, um, started with the festival, but of course, I could have changed it. And um, yeah, it's. A, I mean, the same as Amy that um, it does allow this, um, yeah, possibility for work to come from way beyond uh, my um, kind of the areas and context that I have in, in my own research or the, the other programmers. Um, but I mean, it, I have to, um, it, I mean, it, it, I do still find it really um, problematic in some ways because we do charge for um, mm. um, submissions and I have to be really open that that um, is a massive support to the festival mm. and allows us to do um, part of the programming that we do and um, and support the fil the filmmakers that come to the festival, um, but it's I, I don't really find it ideal. <laughs> mm -hmm. But but um, because in a way it's sort of crowd crowdfunding from <laughs> from filmmakers, the the people that you're you're supporting. Uh, so I think it uh, it's difficult, but the, it's part of the financial situation, I guess. That we're in, and um, it is a massive amount of time that um, is, is, is devoted to it. Um, but um, yeah. Okay. Is there any thoughts and questions from the room? Does anybody want to jump in with any anything? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Um, um, just thinking about submissions, I produce album and film and the festival borders. Yeah, just over the border from us. <laughs> This is actually one of the reasons I know that Rotterdam changed, um, because um, for short films alone there were four or five thousand um, submissions, and then it yeah became an extraordinarily large portion of the time that we had um, available um, to work ourselves, um, and with not and with really varying res results. Um, so yeah, it is. It, uh, yeah, it is. It is also in a way, or it can be a deterrent to people. Yeah. And I mean, we we charge a very minimal fee, like fifteen Canadian dollars. Um, and I mean, like our submissions um, website, you know, costs several thousand dollars just to operate. So I see that as just cost in, cost out. But also, um, we actually offer feedback if people want it. So, I mean, they have to specifically request for it. But yeah, like, I feel like that's just part of our community service as well. So, I don't, you know, I don't feel bad about charging, but we also have waiver codes. Yeah, that's for sure. Like, we don't want to put barriers up. And, and students always apply for free. Yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, we try to include a very extensive um, FAQ about, you know, what to do before you submit, which one of my top is like, attend the festival, like, get a feel for what it is you're applying to. Your vampire zombie film might be great, but it's not right for this festival. And we still get a lot of vampire zombie films every year. So maybe one year that'll be your thing. Who knows? <laughs> When I say beyond cinematic, I do just mean like maybe the history of the cinematic. Um, of course, we still use cinema spaces as well as, you know, white cube spaces, found spaces, raw spaces, theater spaces, hallways, outdoor spaces. Like it's, um, I think moving image culture can really exist in many different spaces, but um, it's also just like trying to shift away from what we understand as like cinema, like. I think cinema, as, as its own trajectory, has moved into what I'm just calling screen culture. And screen culture, for the most part, is this, well, it's on our phone, it's on our laptop, it's permeating our eyeballs like every other second of the day. Um, and I think we need to really think about how that affects how we see and how we understand like um, the world around us. So like it's no longer just within these like you know, shrines of cinemas where we're looking at images uh, carefully. Like a lot of art is also made for those different platforms. And I think maybe that's where I'm touching it. And also like we show post-internet or whatever, how you feel about that time, we show internet-based works as well. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> well, um, can you, in terms of the kind of landscape in which you kind of, your festival sit, I mean, what, what other, what other, festivals or institutions do you look at you feel kind of mm -hmm. affinity with the ones that you look at as well because another thing that I think is worth saying as well is there's an extraordinary kind of traffic uh, between festivals isn't there? like yeah. festivals are looking at festivals all the time yeah. festival people are are like you know staying up late and, <laughs> and traveling from <laughs> festival to festival yeah um, I mean... so uh, what, what's kind of where, where do you think it I mean that might be useful for people as mm -hmm. well to know like do you want to go first? Places you Where did you just came from? Um, yeah, well, yeah, I just I just came from Underdogs in um, Munich, um, and yeah, it's it's actually you should actually all go. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not really well known at all. Um, it's um, it's but it 
it has a very, very interesting pro program um, with, um, yeah, with, with, with the kind of flu, uh, well, yeah, well, I guess, I guess some of the festivals that I've been most interested in attending over the last while have been ones where they maybe are documentary film festivals, but then don't show documentaries. Um, so Fin, fin Marseille, uh, for example, um, also um, CPH Docs I've never been to. I mean, Images is very important for me as well, though I've, I've never been because of, um, and, um, and um, but actually most of my festival going has, it's, it started with um, Oberhausen really, I would say, and mainly because it was very easy for me to get to. Um, and has an incredibly diverse, but also incredibly detailed kind of programming and um, really a lot of um, possibilities uh, for the kind of discourse that we're talking about to, to be explored, even though you know <coughs> you can often grab about the program. But um, yeah, there are, I, I think like, um, yeah, well, underdogs to start with, um, there's only, there are only maybe eight or nine uh, filmmaker guests there, I think. Um, but then the, if you go there as a really engaged um, and interested person, then you can have really brilliant contact with these nine or ten people. And it, so it, it's worth, if, if a smaller festival like that does catch your eye and you have an easy way to go or s go and stay with someone or, um, you know, really cheap flights, I think it, it's really well worth pursuing and not not always, not always the big ones. Even the big, uh, smaller ones like like Oberhausen, for example. Although I have to say, the first time I went to Oberhausen, I just wrote to them, said, "Oh, I'm um, done with a job at a minute, or could you help me, or with somewhere to stay?" <laughs> and, I, and I stayed with someone um, that lived in Oberhausen and paid them ten euros or something. So, um, yeah, okay. worth worth going. Yeah, I mean, um, I try to not repeat too many festivals every same year because I just need to, I want to see different things and how different programmers work. Yeah. So, I mean, I met Ben last year in Jakarta yes, at the sure. Archipel Film Festival, yeah. which is only, then was his third iteration. My colleague right now who works with me is um, at Projections, which is like, what, in the second iteration of the New York Film Festival in terms of what it does? I it's kind of been years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I mean, Oberhausen, Rotterdam, like DCPH, like you know, like it's like that's kind of like the circuit. But I'm interested in what's happening in Southeast Asia. I'm interested in what's happening in South America. The video art festival scene is really jumping right now in West Africa and East Africa. But like, it's just like it's you know, like with festivals, though, people do certain circuits over and over again. But I feel like it's really important to maybe jump more yeah. and cross. And images, like, there really is nothing like it in Canada that I can think of. I mean, there's Ann Arbor um, down in Michigan, and there's the Onion Festival Chicago. in Chicago that I've never been to. Yeah. Um, what's but it's true, like, I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's just like, I mean, like, when I say it's quite relatively unknown in Canada, images, it's just this ongoing joke that there's 100, experiment, 100 people in the world who care about experimental cinema, and we all know each other, and we're really spread out. And then in Canada, there's like two of us. <laughs>
I mean, I'd, uh, I, I mean, I sort of agree with you as well. I mean, yeah. I'm looking in. Um, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this new, in, yeah. in kind of um, south places like Southeast Asia. And the festival we were at, Archipel, you know, is a very young festival, but it's a very interesting situation. It's in in Indonesia and. It's a very, it feels like a very rich culture, mm -hmm. um, sophisticated kind of contemporary yeah. art culture there. Actually, yeah. That's very internationally connected and, and very well connected in, in Southeast Asia. So I think that's really interesting. I yeah, think, I, mean, I think. Uh, sorry, yeah, it's so, so many, uh, but that's, that's the difficulty. I mean, it's beyond my possibility, I think, to go to Archipel. So I would imagine Get them for, to invite you. Yeah. for a lot of other people it is, uh, uh, but, but but yeah, it's, but of course you can, you know, you can keep an eye open on the internet, and I think that's that's a lot of what we do, and with just just emailing people actually and yeah. talking with them. I mean, it's I, I think I think that there's a, the danger in this scene, like you said, with the hundred people that are interested. In, <laughs> it's like uh, so just bumping into more. the same people all the time. Most of some of them are here. Um, is that. Um, you know, there is the, there is a slight, there can be this slight kind of introspectiveness to things mm -hmm. that um, uh, it's nice to, you know, I find I'm interested in getting off the scene a little bit or, mm. um, and definitely somewhere like FID Marseille, uh, which is like in Marseille in July, so highly recommended for that reason, but um, it's a really interesting festival, but also I think uh, while you do run into some of these people there, it's it's a it's a festival that's very interested in Southern Hemisphere, Middle Eastern uh, yeah. cinema. You know, you definitely it's definitely uh, I expanded my network yeah. uh, going there in terms of the kind of work I've seen and the people I've met, and it's mm. definitely kind of changed changed me. I mean, I think one of the important things about festival still is um, about um, yeah, uh, this this kind of not networking, but like the create making visible kind of networks and connections and things. And mm -hmm. I always say to people that the, the real the real value, you know, and we kind of know this as well as sort of professionals. The value of festivals is often uh, outside of the cinema. Mm -hmm. It's like in the bar afterwards mm -hmm. and in the evening and things like that. And uh, something and that that's I've been, one of the difficulties about um, you know experimental in yeah, a way exactly. that, you, that you have. Well, this amazing room full of brilliant, <laughs> interesting people, but then because of the nature of the city, yeah, with London, it's very difficult to do these things, and that's why something yeah. like Berwick is really important, or Oberhausen, you know, is is fantastic yeah. because you're trapped in you're a little German town in, on the river, <laughs> and it's like, yeah. and uh, um, you know, it, it it kind of forces it kind of forces people to get it forces people together for better um, <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of the things I've been working with a bit with in Oberhaus and Peter's been doing as well is creating these kind of seminar type situations to 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 kind of try and provide more access to networks for people who are not to, to provide access to the kind of uninitiated really because I was noticing like the quality experience of people at festivals is very different compared to, you know, for me, I've been around for years, so everywhere I go in the world, I usually know people, and so it's quite comfortable for me, and, I, and stuff happens for me, where, whereas for other people, you know, if you're new to things, it does, it's hard to somehow access those things. So that's one of the things I'm interested in festivals now, is, is trying to kind of open up the inner workings and things mm -hmm. as much as possible. And also I know that, uh, I mean, kind of what we're doing here today as well, that, uh, 
that there is this problem with cinema-based things that it doesn't, it's not, cinemas aren't conducive to conversations necessarily, just by everybody's facing in one direction. And, and um, so to kind of try and like um, create those sort of situations for reflection and uh, it, it, it seems to me very, very important mm -hmm. um, in terms of these sort of situations. Um, but um, I don't know how we do, are we okay for time? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I just wanted to ask you, like, coming to an end in terms of, like, you've both been in your respective events for two years. I mean, and obviously you're kind of, you know, you probably have to, you know, especially Amy, we're taking over something that's been around for 30 years. You're kind of wrestling with a very particular history and a kind of a mm -hmm. positioning already mm -hmm. in terms of, like, the way communities understand what that festival's for. Yeah, this is not, like usual for them no no, no absolutely absolutely and, and the views that you've expressed today uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> um and uh like where where and, and peter as well in some ways like i think you know you have quite some divergent interests with yeah. your predecessor yeah. as well um, definitely more left field perhaps um where where is where where, where do you see these things going where do you want to take it i mean dream big <laughs> well <laughs> i mean I've been joking that like I'm gonna blow this festival up. <laughs> like that's what I keep saying. So that's what I think I'm gonna do every year. <laughs> Not always intentionally. Yeah, I'm just gonna blow it up, and then you guys can yeah. pick up the pieces. Um, yeah. I mean, it's like okay, so I don't know. Is there artist-run culture here? Yes. Artist film culture. Artist-run or artist. Yeah, film? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're like we're more more aligned with an artist-run culture than a film festival, in the main sense, and. Um, at 30 years, like, you know, we really are coming to, I would say, the end of a life cycle for um, artist-run culture. And so, like, really, like, I mean, I only plan on staying in this festival for maximum five years just because it's such a burnout scene. It's being recorded. Yes, that's, yeah, I've said it, like, in my job interview, like, maximum five years. Um, so... It's probably healthy. Like I've got three years. I got three years left. Uh, which is yeah. lots of time, um, maximum. I just wanna, I just wanna leave it better than I found it in in many ways. Not that it was left in shambles, but like, you know, like I want us to remain relevant and we're gonna stick around. Yeah. And I think a lot of festivals or organizations could really be more honest on what they're still doing with opening their doors. Um, yeah, that's kind of like my only goal for the organization and to really push what these, you know, on screen exhibitions live, what these categories even mean and maybe like mm, challenge, yeah, challenge even those spaces. Yeah, like we're, we're doing things that maybe are not formulaic and I think that's in itself yeah. the challenge, my own personal challenge for the festival to get out of the ruts. It was easy just to slip in, in and out every year, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. But yeah, like, I think that kind of creates complacency and, you know, like, also drives people away in some ways because they're like, oh, they're doing that again. Oh, they're opening with another live score of an old <laughs> film. Like, you know, like, let's not do that anymore. <laughs> Excellent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, I think um, I'm, I, that, that thing is really key about opening, opening doors and... Um, yeah, that that's what I that's what I really hope that I will or that I am have been doing and will be able to do and um, yeah, it really um, 
think I, I really depend upon it. The festival and what we're doing really depends on it. And I think, yeah, finding a way to, from, from the, I guess one of the challenges in Berwick as well is this, the, in a way, it's it runs it into um, streams, or or I think it has been seen as running into where um, like the local audience and the um, the one that comes for the weekend. And I think I think what I'm finding really interesting is is the way um, of, of finding ways that um, because the festival is just really horrendous. Um, Kind of uh, strap line before, which was the town is the screen. Oh no, that's like the Devon Arts thing up in Scotland. <laughs> the town is the venue. And um, I, f I find it really, really slightly offensive uh, <laughs> in a way. Although, although the spectacle of the town being the screen is very attractive to people, um, but but instead that the festival is something that's really, really animates the town, but then is also really animated. By the time mm -hmm. and, and people, people living there, and I think this combination with producing a really high class and internationally relevant program is 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 what I um, what I hope that I'm that I'm doing, and I really did the first the first um, first year I w was really concerned that I was just going to destroy it destroy it because it was really different I think from what was before mm -hmm. and or also bankrupted as well you know mm -hmm. um, and I, th I think it was ju it's just been very encouraging for me that actually um, this has been possible and sort of making the kind of thing that I would like to do is. But can I ask a question? Like the town is a screen. Did the town approve of that slogan? Um, yeah, I mean, I think. I, I mean, that's the thing that I think people. That, that that's that's the difficult thing as well that I have that you have to contend with because I, I I'm interested in something intimate and mm -hmm. what I believe is really truly involving people and something long term. But actually, like projecting, um, you know, a massive image onto a railway bridge. Um, it does excite a lot of <laughs> people, so I, you know. So I think people also probably miss that with mm. with what I'm doing, and I don't really have the intention to do it. But but I have to recognize it, like for uh, yeah, there's people that. Yeah, I mean, I bring it up just because, yeah. like, like the, I work in this other town called The Town is the Venue. Oh. That was their slogan, which is also <laughs> awful, because the town's people hated us. Yeah. And we brought yeah. in international well, that, people all the time. No, no, and, and, that's, this, and actually, yeah, yeah this, is, this is also the problem that there has been <laughs> in, in, in Berwick. So, yeah, it's... And how did you... How, it you, was in this, like, tiny hamlet in northern Scotland. So I just like I was on there for six months. So I was yeah. like, "You can hate me, I'm leaving." Like, <laughs> but like, it was just a bad yeah. scene because yeah. it was yeah. this parachuting, and which like yeah. for socially engaged, which I think this yeah. is, is um, yeah, it's well, really unhealthy. Well, it's it's um, it's I, I really I really hope I or I really think also what we can do and with the networks and knowledge that we have is to be a resource for for people and. Um, this is what I want, or what I hope to develop, because we don't have the resources to always be a resource for people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, but I think it's, uh, yeah, it's, anyway, yeah. Right. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for coming today. And please join me in thanking Amy and Peter.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.